Welcome to this episode of the National Police Association podcast, Cops Under Fire in Project Safe Neighborhoods. From Pinch, West Virginia, Kanawha County Sheriff deputies come under gunfire. According to various news outlets, Christopher Patrick Young, 51, of Pinch, will be charged with six counts of wanton endangerment and possibly additional charges. Young is being evaluated at a hospital for possible treatment. According to deputies, Young's wife called Metro Dispatch at about 3.40 a.m. Saturday and reported her husband was suicidal. Young allegedly used a gun to threaten the first deputy to arrive on the scene and then fired several shots from handguns and shotguns when other deputies got there. The deputies called in the department's SWAT team. The team arrived and used its armored vehicle to approach the house. They found Christopher Young in the driveway where he was arrested without incident. No shots were fired by police, according to deputies. Young was expected to be arrested Saturday after being released from the hospital. From Tulsa, Oklahoma, KTUL reports the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Oklahoma announced Friday that 34 violent criminals were arrested in Creek County during Operation Fallback. Operation Fallback was part of the Justice Department's Project Safe Neighborhoods Initiative, a nationwide federal program designed to disrupt gun violence say strategically and comprehensively, using all available enforcement and prosecutive tools. The five-day operation targeting fugitives wanted for violent criminal offenses in Creek County was finalized this week. Today, 34 violent offenders have been apprehended as a result of Operation Fallback, said U.S. Attorney Trent Shores. Violent crime continues to be a priority for my office and the Department of Justice. Our Project Safe Neighborhoods initiative leverages the law enforcement resources in our district to get the most violent criminals off the streets. I appreciate the brave work performed by the U.S. Marshals Service and the local, state, tribal and federal task force officers who serve on the Northern Oklahoma Violent Crimes Task Force. The U.S. Attorney's Office remains committed to keeping Oklahomans safe. The task force, which includes deputies from the Creek County Sheriff's Office, was divided into three teams to serve the warrants throughout the county during the week. The teams were able to clear 41 warrants, arrested 34 violent offenders, and seized five firearms during the operation. This was a joint effort with the Creek County Sheriff's Office and the U.S. Marshals Service to provide assistance in apprehending the county's most violent criminals and making the community a safer place, said Northern District of Oklahoma U.S. Marshal Clayton Johnson. Many of the violent offenders had arrest warrants issued resulting from domestic battery charges. Methamphetamine, marijuana, and drug paraphernalia were also found during the operation, the U.S. Attorney's Office says. The Sheriff's Office was happy to be part of an operation that allows us to find and arrest the people that plague our county with crime. I am grateful to U.S. Attorney Trent Shores and the U.S. Marshals for working diligently to help bring these people to justice said Creek County Sheriff Brett Bowling. From Virginia Beach, Virginia, state's top news reports a Virginia Beach man has been sentenced to 24 years in prison for his role as a gunman at multiple armed robberies of local grocery stores. According to court documents, Darius Hoyser Whitaker, 20, a member of the Virginia Beach-based line of the Blood Street Gang, was one of two masked gunmen who robbed a Virginia Beach Food Lion grocery store and attempted to rob a Harris Teeter grocery store, also in Virginia Beach. 
During the robberies, Hoyser Whitaker pushed a semi-automatic handgun into the backs of the store managers while demanding money from the store's safes. Hoyser Whitaker and his nine co-conspirators worked in at least six-man teams for each robbery, which included inside and outside lookouts, getaway drivers, and two gunmen. The robbery crew used police scanners to monitor law enforcement activity and earpieces to communicate with one another. The gunmen were in and out of the stores within minutes. In the final attempted robbery at the Harris Teeter store, the other masked gunman, Devontae Doyle, shot the manager after the manager was unable to open the safe. Hoyser Whitaker, Doyle, and others fled the scene and threw their shoes out of their getaway car in an area near Regent University. The FBI and Virginia Beach Police Department located the shoes and submitted them for DNA analysis, which tied one of the shoes to Hoyser Whitaker. Investigators were able to link most of the co-conspirators to a group of friends who attended Tallwood High School and lived in the College Park neighborhood of Virginia Beach. Hoyser Whitaker was convicted on all counts after a jury trial in July 2019, and he is the next-to-last defendant to be sentenced in the case. He and the co-conspirators who were sentenced earlier this year have received a combined 120 years in prison for their roles in the crimes. This case is part of Project Safe Neighborhoods, which is the centerpiece of the Department of Justice's violent crime reduction efforts. Project Safe Neighborhoods is an evidence-based program proven to be effective at reducing violent crime. Through Project Safe Neighborhoods, a broad spectrum of stakeholders work together to identify the most pressing violent crime problems in the community and develop comprehensive solutions to address them. As part of this strategy, Project Safe Neighborhoods focuses enforcement efforts on the most violent offenders and partners with locally based prevention and reentry programs for lasting reductions in crime. G. Zachary Terwilliger, U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Virginia, Mark Herring, Attorney General of Virginia, Martin Colbreth, Special Agent in Charge of the FBI's Norfolk Field Office, James H. Rivera, Chief of Virginia Beach Police, and Colonel K. L. Wright, Chief of Chesapeake Police, made the announcement after sentencing by U.S. District Judge Raymond A. Jackson. Assistant U.S. Attorneys John F. Butler and Andrew Boss and Special Assistant U.S. Attorney Kristen G. Bird prosecuted the case. From Sacramento, California, federal officials are conducting a two-year crackdown that got about 1,600 firearms off California streets and broke up an alleged Hells Angels drug ring in Modesto. U.S. Attorney McGregor Scott held a news conference in Sacramento highlighting efforts in the inland region from the Oregon border to Kern County. The seizures come as part of the U.S. Justice Department's Project Safe Neighborhoods, in which local communities' law enforcement officers are supplemented with federal resources in a bid to reduce violent crime. Scott and other federal law enforcement leaders credit the effort with increasing federal indictments for firearms-related offenses by 31% in the last two years compared to the previous decade. Explore where you live. The efforts are focused on seven counties, Sacramento, San Joaquin, Stanislaus, Fresno, Kern, Shasta, and Solano. The modes to arrest started in June. After investigators served search warrants at seven locations in Stanislaus County believed to be tied to methamphetamine sales. They included the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club headquarters on 7th Street. Arrested that day were club president Randy Piggy, his wife, Tina Piggy, Michael Pack, a prospect with the club, and Michael Nyes. 
a federal grand jury in September indicted three more club members, Michael Schaefer, the vice president, Patrick Gonzalez, the secretary, and Ricky Blackwell. Stockton Police Chief Eric Jones credited the efforts with significantly cutting violent crime in his city last summer after 100 federal agents from around the country came to town to target gang members after three different gang wars began. It was extreme violence that erupted all at once, Jones said. But teams of agents were able to arrest 101 suspected gang members and seize 20 firearms in weeks, said Chief Deputy U.S. Marshal Lasha Boyden. Scott, who previously served as U.S. Attorney in Sacramento under President George W. Bush, said the numbers of gun prosecutions have increased dramatically since then. It's off the charts, he said. The numbers are infinitely higher. California has the most stringent gun laws in the country, but this state is awash in guns. One of the greatest concerns is the increasing number of privately made weapons that do not carry serial numbers and are sold illegally, said Jennifer Ciccolani the assistant agent in charge of the San Francisco Division of the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Several weapons seized by agents were on display at Scott's offices in downtown Sacramento, along with an auto-seer, a stamp-sized piece of metal that can be inserted into a Glock handgun to essentially turn it into a fully automatic machine gun, ATF Special Agent Brian Hester said. The devices, which people order by mail from manufacturers in China for as little as $18, are considered a status symbol among gang members, he said. We are seeing these everywhere in the state of California, Scott added. From Winston-Salem, North Carolina, WXII reports a deputy U.S. Attorney General and the U.S. Attorney for the Middle District of North Carolina stopped by the Wake Forest School of Law. I think one murder is one too many. There has been a reduction in violence but there's shootings going on, U.S. Attorney for Middle District of North Carolina Matt Martin said. As you said there's been recent shootings here in Winston-Salem, there's been recent shootings in Greensboro, Durham, all in our district. And so, any crimes like that are too many. So, we're focused on taking it all down even though even in the last year and a half to two years we have seen success. Deputy Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen spoke about the DOJ's efforts to combat violence across the state to students, staff and local law enforcement agencies. While in town, Martin commented on the efforts of the city-county task force made up of the Forsyth County Sheriff's Office, Kernersville Police Department and the Winston-Salem Police Department. The goal of the task force is to cut down on drugs, gangs and violence. We do support that. We do take cases and will be investigating cases with that task force and we're excited to see that. And that's just a great example of the federal, local partnership that it takes to go after some of these organized criminals, whether they be cartels or gangs. And it's a hard realization to come to but so much of the violent crime is driven by organized crime even in this community, even in Winston-Salem where you just don't think Winston-Salem is a place where there are gangs but there are, Martin said. Martin said with several programs in play, like re-entry programs and Project Safe Neighborhood, they hope to continue to keep crime down but need local partnerships to get the job done. Through Project Safe Neighborhoods we use data-driven approaches to focus prosecution resources and investigation resources on the most violent. But that's not all we do. 
We also engage the probation office, social agencies, churches, charities so that if there are those that are moving in that direction or on the precipice of that activity, we give them a hard talking to and say, hey you're on our radar screen, Martin said. The most likely person who will commit a crime, statistics show, is the person W. Ho's already done it. So, we've got to try to capture those people coming out of prison to reduce the chance that there are more victims in the future and we do that re-entry programming through Project Safe Neighborhoods. This news brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how you can help law enforcement accomplish its goals visit nationalpolice.org.